Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we are going through Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. And I feel like a lot of these are redundant, and they all start off with kind of remember my words, remember wisdom, remember to seek me, right? It's going to be the same thing here. So let's get into it. Here we go. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. I really like this verse because here's one of those promises I was talking about. We all know that stress is like the number one, if not, uh, maybe it's the number two killer in the United States. And it's like, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. It can't be a coincidence that adding peace to your life adds length of days and years of life to the end of your life, right? But That's not why I really like this. I really like the verse of, let your heart keep my commandments. And I like that verse because it doesn't say, remember my commandments. Because the first verse says that. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching. Remember my teaching. But then it says, let your heart keep my commandments. And so what I get here is more approaching your intent, more cleaning the inside of yourself as opposed to the outside. So when I think of not forgetting, it's like a very, um, I can not forget that two plus two equals four, but to have my heart obey the fact that two plus two equals four, I feel like that's slightly different. And maybe math is a bad analogy because math doesn't often show up in the real world. But for example, first Corinthians 13, do not forget my teaching. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In the last podcast, I talked about the fact that I had negative thinking. And when I approach that negative thinking, instead of submitting that thought to Christ, instead of submitting that thought to truth, I submit that thought to, well, myself. And when that happens, I go down the negative rabbit hole. But if I don't forget God's teaching and I let my heart keep the commandments, like I know what 1 Corinthians says, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. But then to have my heart keep that commandment, it'd be like, Every day, when I'm leading with my heart, like we act based off of emotions so much. We just all do it. Am I believing all things? Am I bearing all things? Am I hoping all things? Am I enduring all things? Often, instead of hoping, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm disparaging. I have no faith. I'm living in fear, right? And so, to hope in all that you do, to be patient and kind, to, be, to not be irritable or resist, resentful, to um, not insist on your own way, to, I forget, there are a couple more... Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. To do all of those things, right? You need to have it like meditate in your heart, but then let your heart keep the commandments. And so that's what I really like about this. It's not just memorizing it. Because you see, I just spouted it off. I've known 1 Corinthians 13 for a long time, but how often do I live by it? And that's my question to you today. How often do you live by it? So where has this shown up in my life? I would say I do live by it with this podcast. When I feel 
when I felt that God had called me to create a podcast, had called me to help people with their dreams and goals, right? I decided to start this podcast. That was the thing that gave me energy. I was trying to be in step with the spirit, in tune with the spirit, do the things that would help me walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, of course. Um, so that's what this podcast was. And then the questions that I ask people, it's the same vibes. Like I ask people questions to get at the core of who they are. And I think that's a gift that God has uniquely given me. Not that I ask the best questions, but I think I might be one of the people that care the most because I know how it feels to really be an unnecessary suffering. There's joy in suffering, and I think we are called to suffer and we're called to suffer well, but there's some unnecessary suffering. And that unnecessary suffering comes when you're not living in accordance with the word, but not even that, when you're just downing yourself, when you're around people who are downing you, when you're in a bunch of negativity and a bunch of fear and a bunch of sin, like it's gonna be hard enough being righteous. Like, don't live in fear too. Like, <laughs> just don't live in fear. Strive to be righteous and you'll meet enough struggles. But um, living in fear just adds to the struggles. And so that's kind of where it has showed up in my life. And then earlier, I talked about the fact that um, walking upright will inhabit the land. Those with integrity will remain in it. That was in the last podcast. And I said that that is correlated with this podcast because when I'm letting my heart keep the commandments, I'm like writing the scripture on my heart, I think it talks about. And so right now I have it in my head. It's really head knowledge, but to really believe it, to really walk in it, to walk in God's promises, to let my heart keep the commandments. I think that is what will cause you to inhabit the land. That is walking upright. That is walking with integrity. It is so much who I am that I am out of integrity when I'm not living in those promises. And so until I believe that I am who God says I am, and I look at myself, how God looks at me, I can be doing stuff contrary to the Bible and still be in integrity. Not true integrity, but integrity how I perceive it, because I have scales on my eyes, if that makes sense. And so I think so many of us are like, we are in integrity with ourselves because of a perception that the world has put on us. And so now we are, or we believe we are, somebody who the world has said we are, and because of that, we can do things that are out of integrity with our true self and think that we're in integrity with ourselves. And because we think we're in integrity with ourselves, we're going to um, ask the wrong questions. We're going to be like, what's wrong with this situation? What's wrong with me? Why am I upset? Why am I this? Why am I that? It's like, well, you're out of integrity with yourself. Well, no, I'm not because I am this. Oh, there it is. You're not that. And you're not that because the Bible says you're not that, right? And so that's why I think I have a big heart for people and I love helping people smash limiting beliefs by asking questions that shine light on the fact that you are thinking you're somebody who you're not. And you're only thinking that because of the people around you. And if you put yourself in a different environment, if you put yourself around truth, you might think differently. So um, that was a long-winded little tangent that I went off there, but when I say write the stuff on your heart, this is how it has shown up in my life. It is written on my heart to help people kind of get to the core essence of themselves and then pursue that um, despite the fear, despite the criticism that we all encounter, right? So where do I want this to show? I feel like I kind of went on a tangent there that wasn't, it wasn't like step by step, you know? <laughs> Maybe I branched off and didn't complete the point, but that's what I had to say. Uh, where do I want this to show up in my life? 
I want to have faith with money and action. So I am really, really good at getting people to take action. And then I will be with them while they take the action. But when it comes to me taking the action for myself, right? Like it's always easier to fix somebody else. It's never easy to look at the log in your own eye, but only the speck in somebody else's. So I want to up my faith with money and action. Um, because I really think that money is a faith thing because money comes from impacting people and you only impact people when you step out in faith in accordance with who God has called you to be. So I'm only going to impact people how God has called me to impact people because that's the only way I can consistently do it. Money will follow as a result of that and life will be good and I can use it as a tool to impact more people, but it's really the faith with the action. And it's action despite having money. Because here's the thing. When you're broke, which is a life situation, you can be broke or you can have a poor mindset. Being broke is temporary. Your habits, your standards, if those are of a certain level, you always go back to those, right? But being poor, having a poor mindset, that's where lack of faith comes in. And that poor mindset will cause you to go after small things that aren't aligned with your big dreams and goals. So I have really big dreams, really big goals of raising the standard of living, standard of living across the world to middle-class America. But I get caught up in the weeds a lot. So right now I'm selling insurance and it's like, I need to sell the insurance policy so I can pay rent. As long as you're in that, you are a slave to money. You're a slave to your fear. You have other masters. And when you serve two masters, you're really just serving yourself. Dang call myself out here. Maybe I need to make some changes in my life. But that's the thing. Then you get lost. You're confused. You don't know what changes to make. You don't know what changes to stick to because you have all this pressure mounting in. And so it is really hard. Be consistent. Don't get shiny object syndrome. Don't fall for the woman in the red dress. Pick, choose, make meaning where you want to make meaning. Figure out where God has called you and then walk in that and be consistent with that for sure. And maybe it's not a 60 hour a week thing right now. Maybe you can only be consistent with God's call for your life two hours. A week but that two hours a week will eventually become 30 minutes a day which is two and a half hours a week <laughs> and then that 30 minutes a day will eventually become an hour a day seven hours a week then you can bump it up to two hours a day and maybe you're pushing it with two hours a day but you figure out how to monetize it after two years and now it's 30 hours a week and then it, you know it, it builds it builds on itself it builds on itself so start now be consistent now and don't get caught up get caught up in the weeds of your life but don't let them suffocate you. I guess I should say the thorns of your life. Because I think in that parable where seed is thrown on soil, it's like some is on rocky soil, some gets caught by the birds, some gets strangled after it has roots, and then some is planted in good soil. And it's like, what I really like about that parable is that soil is changed based on how much feces, for lack of a better term, how much nutrients the soil gets and how much destruction it goes through, right? So you can take some really bad soil and fertilize it. But when you fertilize it, you're literally putting like just crap in it. And when you put crap in it and it goes through like the natural processes of like extracting the nutrients from that, your environment can um, become better suited for you to grow. And so as your life just goes through crap and you go through really hard things, in my head, that parable, um, it's the transformation of the soil that gets me in that parable. And it gets me because I was sitting there and I was like, yo, so God redeems everybody. But if you're one of the seeds and you're thrown on rocky soil and you just burn out or you get choked out or whatever, maybe I need to go read the explanation of the parable again. But why would God just leave you like that? 
I just don't believe that that's what happens because he leaves the 99 for the one. And so if he does that, it's because soil can be made good. And so you can be thrown in the soil, maybe you're burning out, maybe you're getting choked out, but as the natural processes of life happen, maybe you get shifted to some other soil or your soil becomes more fertile or whatever it may be. Um, I just like the fact that we're not abandoned. We're not left. Nobody's alone. So I really love that. But because of that, because I know this, because I know all these things about the Bible, I want this to show up in my life where I write the commandments on my heart and walk in faith when it comes to action and that action begets money and impact. So there we go. That's what I have there. How can you apply it to your life? I would say know the commandments and keep them. Apply them uniquely to your situation. So when I say love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, maybe you think of something you need to hope about. Maybe you think of something you need to endure. Maybe you think of something you need to bear. Maybe you think of something you need to believe. Whatever you thought of, apply that to your situation. Apply 1 Corinthians 13. Apply the Proverbs, the Psalms, the New Testament, the Old Testament. Like Know the scripture and apply it to your life. And do it in a way that is um, not muddied up or just influenced by societal perception. Like read it for yourself, know it for yourself, and then apply it for yourself. Because I think so often we can just get to the point where it's like, yo, I'm just trying to listen to what people want me to do. I'm taking counsel, but I'm only taking counsel from other people. I'm never going to the Father. And I think it's really important to go to God to take counsel because, um, you know, people can be wrong. <laughs> so there you go. That's all we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.